Great. Hello. Hello. How do I sound? You sound good. Good, Thanks. mate. But as we'd say, you sound bloody good, mate. <laughs> I was about to give it a shot. You need to just be confident. Yeah, that's what it was. I was gun shy at that point. Wait a sec. I just got to sync these up together. You don't have to do that, do you? What was that? So <clears throat> when I put this into post-production, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm just going to turn my gain down a bit. Hello. Yeah, All give right. me a couple of tests on yours. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, that sounds good. It's me. I'd like to have us both at about the same gain. I can always fuck around with that if we need to. Um, if you have the gains up too much, I find just breathing starts to come in the mic and it sounds shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it becomes ASMR. Yeah. I, I've definitely had that happen, especially like... Try angling. Dude, so I've been trying to lift this yeah, shit gotta, up for the gotta, longest time. And then, and then it look... You've got to tighten it. Do you, do, you need, do you need someone strong to do it or...? <laughs> yeah, body. I have the weakest grip. I'm like, oh, God, I don't. Fucking body triangle strong. Dude, my, I can't. Oh, dude, that was a good war you had with, like, Calistine. That was, that was pretty ill. Take care, guys. Good See training today. All right. We're about to. I love you. Not that professional. Elon, I love you. Peace. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, iTunes. Do it. What is it? What's the name of it? The Heat Locker. Heat, lo heat Locker. Speaking of that, welcome to the latest episode of The Heat Locker. We may as well start now. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not like you guys. I haven't got a cool intro sound. I like how you do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, You don't need one, dude. Man, yeah, it sounds yeah. good. So what I did, so to give you a bit of background, before we, uh, when we started, the idea was to do the, the uh, podcast in the sauna. Mm -hmm. So we go in the sauna. Initially, we'd have the sauna on, yeah. and it made sense for us that are in the sauna. But it was too hot for guests to come on, and they'd be like, "This is retarded." They're fucking dying <laughs> after like twenty <laughs> minutes. So the conversation burns out when they're like Jason like, Rouse just. Can we go out? Yeah, yeah. So it just fucked. And then the gear, like, it's too hot for the gear. So then we'd like do it in the sauna, but we wouldn't have the sauna on. And then, and then <laughs> that's now that's kind of weird. And then we're kind of just hanging out in the sauna. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so the heat locker is the in towels. Yeah. yeah. So the premise is the heat locker, but. But now it's yeah, the, it's stuck with the name, but it's yeah. kind of like not the Heat Locker anymore. Have you seen the movie The Heat Locker? No, nah, it's The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker? Yeah, yeah, that's the movie. Oh, shit. That's yeah. why it's kind of like a play yeah, on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I get it. Um, Actually, I just realized I'm going to take my... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unveil. Oh, snap. Yeah? This is the most comfortable shirt I've ever made. Like, I'm, I'm very excited about these. Yeah. So, guys, today we've got... I call him Fernando, but it's actually Fabian. Welcome, Fabian. Thanks, man. Thanks Fabian, for having me what's, on. I don't know your surname. Ramirez. Of course it's Ramirez. Of course. You could have guessed it. If I, I gave you three tries, you probably would have guessed it. Of course it. it is. Or Rodriguez. I might have said like Rodriguez. I would have been like, that's close enough. You're fine there. So it's Fernando Rodriguez. <laughs> that's no, my it's alter Fabian. ego. That's Fabian. When, I, when I go into I've got a run. I've got a running joke with, um, with Fabian where I call him Fernando. Last time I came out... I kind of like, I meet so many people when I come out and I, I kind of just attach names to them, even if it's not their real name. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little disrespectful, actually, because <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've been saying this beautiful gentleman's Mexican, but he's actually not Mexican. He's a, he's a different type of Mexican. Apparently, I thought everything south of Texas was Mexican. No, no, no. Not. It's different Mexicos. Mm. So I'm from Colombia and Ecuador. Uh, there's actually a lot of Ecuadorian grapplers coming up now. I, I, Calistine, Roberto Jimenez, um, 
Who's the guy who just won? He just won a whole bunch of shit to uh, Alta or something. I, I forgot his name, but he he just won like wor- uh, worlds. Okay. I I don't know Johnny Tama. Yeah. I don't Johnny know. Tama. No. Do you keep up with IBJJF? I hate it. Yeah. I like deliberately, if it if it comes up on my flow grappling, I like flick passes as fast really? as I can. Yeah. So you're more interested in like uh, submission grappling. Hundred yep. percent. Is that what you focus on in your school? Yeah. Just do you guys even put the fucking gi on? It's funny, like each each year we kind of like cut another gi class out. No so, way. So like in the beginning we were fifty fifty. So most schools predominantly gi. Yeah. And then like a little bit of no gi scattered in on like the weekend is like oh here's mm-hmm. a little surprise for you. There's the no gi. And uh, I've always enjoyed no gi since I was yeah. since I started. And uh, at my coach's school it was like all gi. Especially one of them, I had two black belts, and one mm-hmm. of them was like, "You must wear the gi." It's like if you don't wear the gi, you're, you're yeah. rubbish. And yeah, um, and then we kind of realized, wait a sec, if you want to be good at no gi, you got to do no gi. Yeah, you have. There's none of these bull because like him and my coach, my, my old coach, um, we would argue with each other. Like I was a blue belt, and he's like he used to get the shits with me arguing mm-hmm. with him, and he'd be like, "All the world champions, all the people that win ADCC, they're, you know, they're the gi guys." Now, the thing back then was the, the best grapplers were the gi guys. They just take it off. They were still the better yeah, than the other yeah. guys. But now there's like all the all the specialists like Gordon and really mm-hmm. like everyone that trains out of all these. It's revolutionized. Know, around it. here. Yeah. So now it's like you can't go in. If you want to be good at no gi, it's a different, it's a different yeah. thing. So our schedule now is probably, it's probably like, I don't know, like 70% no gi, 30%. Yeah. Like not like 10th planet yet. Like that's. Mm-hmm. They like, they completely gave up. Yeah. Them, yeah. Not, not, not like that. But um. All the fundamental class, so we got a fundamentals program, yeah, and um, it's a awesome, it's the best thing we ever did because all the beginners now have a spot where they feel comfortable to come in at. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you if you chuck them in, you, you can't. They just don't feel comfortable. Yeah, even if they can like survive, it's just it's just not right. It's too much pressure. It's too much, and you're like you're like okay, we're gonna wrestle. And like, what the fuck's wrestling? I don't yeah. even know what I'm doing. So so uh, that's what they do at Sarah's too. They they force you to wear the gi until you have uh, four stripes. Yeah, and then I think that was one of the best things for my jujitsu because I fell in love with the I fell in love with jujitsu at the time. Like I didn't care whether or not I was fucking doing uh, gi or no gi. So, I mean, it, I I feel like it helps you a lot. Yeah, and uh, I think it's really important for your early developmental jujitsu. It, it's kind of weird because it puts you in that uniform aspect too, where everyone's wearing the uniform. Mm. Like you feel like some sort of camaraderie. I still like I came up with my white belt friends. Like we're all in the advanced side of the class together. Like it's cool to see like different graduating classes in our academy. We always have people coming in and out, but like. You always you each like year each season. There's just a different graduating class of like white belts who made it through the ringer. That's and cool. It, yeah, it's really cool to see. They they always have to walk by us in order to uh, get to the lockers. So you know they walk by, they turn their heads, and of course we notice them, and we're like, you, you, know, you look down on because we look down on white belts. You like, look down on white belts. Yeah, we treat them we, as we, like second class. No, citizens. we we just it's like the regular hazing, nothing okay. too crazy. Yeah, I love I love white belts, dude. They're the best. I don't remember their name till they become a blue belt. <laughs> That's right, and then they leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck, don't get me started on that. Um, so today we're at where are we at? We're at Henzo Gracie. Fight Academy? Yep. Hands of Gracie Fight Academy in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, and we're actually really lucky they've let us just set up here. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, the Henzo Association is so big that, mm. like, they treat you like family wherever you go. Yeah. So, like, I, I, you know, it was a real simple thing for me to just ask, like, hey, do you mind if we shoot a podcast in here or something? So, like, Matt Sarah, I'm, I'm a purple belt under Matt Sarah, and uh, he's, 
I believe, Henzo's first American black belt. And uh, they have like a special bond because of that. So Matt is in association under Henzo's, but Matt has his name on the, you know, it's not like Henzo Gracie Rockland or yeah. Henzo Gracie. Like even though he's still he's associated with Henzo, it's still Sarah BJJ. Mm -hmm. So we still get treated like family. It's like it's awesome. It's you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. Like I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know about martial arts until I started jujitsu at all. Yeah. So like to be put into, luckily like one of the I feel like one of the best teams in the world. Like to just have, luckily walked in and suddenly I'm here. I don't have to like search for any like too far for any sort of knowledge. Like I'm so man. lucky, man. Your access to information is phenomenal. Like I'm yeah. I'm here currently because I've caught a plane from the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. You know I'm doing privates with Jason over the internet just to just to gather that information mm -hmm. and you've just got it f falling in your lap. That's why yeah. I was saying to like appreciate, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. But you know, it's sometimes it's like one of those things, you know, like, uh, you know, like you have a hot girlfriend, but you don't appreciate her until you have like an ugly oh, girlfriend. Oh yes. Yes. You don't yeah, know what you've got of. till it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I try to keep reminding myself cause like, it's crazy. Like if I really just run down, like just the training partners and the training environments Man. that I'm exposed to at such a, like at a beginning level, it makes me think that that this is what jujitsu should be. This is normal jujitsu. Like, you know, mm. but there's That's people, actually probably not. Yeah, there's people like you, people who come all around the world, come into the room and get smoked with like technique they've never seen before. And they're like, what hey, the take fuck it easy, is buddy. going Smoke. on? <laughs> yeah, dude, like it's it's like uh, they become spectators to your technique. Like mm. you're doing so much to them that they, they can't help but just watch. And they're like, what is going on? Oh, like, this is jujitsu now? Like, mm -hmm. it's... It's a different animal. Yeah, it's fun. It, it becomes fun because you see, like, okay, the technical aspect is what's really important about mm -hmm. this. Like, my iteration of technique is, like, what's, what's, like, really important, how I do it with my body. Like, this is what, like, this is what jujitsu is about. It's not, like, just going in and, like, pohadaing and fucking, like, fighting hard out of every position and stuff like that. Like, it, it there's a more technical aspect that makes it so deep it's so fun oh it's like, beautiful yeah. and that's why i attached myself to it the first time i came to new york i hadn't had any background other than just being interested in the way john danaher taught mm -hmm. and seeing his students compete and just being like okay this is the information i need but when that first day at henzo's i was like what the fuck just happened really when we like nick ronan right nick ronan was a purple belt. oh my god Nick's like a skinny white kid he's like my, probably my weight but you know it doesn't look intimidating yeah. Nick like pump, like pumped me I went with Jason Round I got absolutely murdered I'm like what the fuck I'm a black belt and I'm, yeah. I'm a okay reasonable black belt at the time now I class myself as being like you know a good black belt mm -hmm. but at the time I was like you know I'm, a, I'm not terrible yeah just getting like murdered by these dudes and it was just a different thing it was like on the back it was a different thing on the on the legs and um if you don't know if you don't know you, you're fucked there's no, you're not just going to work it out. Yeah. You're not going to just scramble hard and maybe I'm, uh -huh. it just won't happen. You're going to get submitted with something. Dude, it's Beautiful. insane. It's so insane. And, and like, that's a story you hear over and yep. over and over again. Mm -hmm. And now that the internet's out and people, like, word is getting out, like, it's even more where there's so many visitors that come into Henzo's and just, like, they get their eyes open. Like, a they lot of humbled. people just, yeah, they get humbled. And mm. it's scary for some people. Some people don't come back. Yeah. So, like, you either it's like being a white belt all over again like you just have to accept like oh my god like i'm gonna get smoked but like at what cost let me make this worth it like 
Let me learn something from this. Well, that's hard. That's pretty hard for some higher belts because exactly. they've always, especially if they've come from their own academy or come from somewhere they were the big yeah. dog. Maybe in the gi and maybe like against other guys doing the same sort of jujitsu as them, they are actually you know good. They can like mm. pass the gun or whatever. You go in there without the gi and it's guys just get thing. murdered. And it's so cool. It's a different thing. So like you know it's it's phenomenal. But um, I didn't intro intro you fully. So you you're also we were supposed to have your partner in crime. We we're supposed yeah, to have Sebastian, Sebastian here. Yeah. Um, these two boys run. So just so everyone's aware, um. We're also filming this, so it'll be on YouTube. So oh, there'll be a cool. version on YouTube, and uh-huh. then there'll be the version on iTunes. So there'll yeah, be there'll yeah. be both because a lot of the uh, the youngins like the YouTube nowadays. <laughs> the, the YouTube, <laughs> the, the, the YouTube. Um, yeah. So um, Fabian and Sebastian have got four stringers. Yeah. You need to you need to tell me because I I don't even like I understand you like what it if is. you're like a second stringer, it means you like. Oh, it's like the, not the not the A team. It's like is it like a, the four stringers like you, like this the fucking losers? So, like what's, so yeah, like what's the, uh, the whole idea was like uh, in in sports like you have the first stringers like like the first string squad who goes out there they play the game and the second string like the second string quarterback or something like that like they'll take over if the guy needs a break and then you have the third string like the B team you know and then like we just this is we're like the fourth stringers yeah. like we train with the best. We're in the same room as the best, and maybe we'll get to like third string, second string eventually. But like, we're trying. We're we're trying our hardest. Like, with some of the best in the world, we're in the same room as them. This is actually where I was born, right here. Because, dude, like, Eddie Cummings used to teach over here yeah. before it was Palestine. It was Eddie Cummings, and it yeah. was it was me, Eddie, Pags, like Sebastian, Quint. It was a lot of people. Ral, and um, that's a good crew. Dude, Octavia, yeah, it was it was nuts, and uh, we would just get murdered every day, mm. like murdered, and we'd keep showing up, and we'd get like way like so much better, but like it was just so hard to do anything against the first stringers, like mm. they're fucking us up, and we're like. We don't care, dude. We're the fourth string. Like we're we don't care if we're the fourth string grapplers. Like we're gonna come here every fucking day, dude. Like and that oh that oh. mentality stuck with us. What, what was, was that? that? See, um, are you trying to brainwash me? Yeah, I heard that beep too. I'm hoping my it's not. Is that my battery dying? The battery, the battery, the battery. It's, the battery's flashing. So you know oh, what? Oh no! Oh no! We need to plug this into power. How do you so, how so do you I've, plug it in? All so right, I've yeah. never I've never um done it on battery before. That so, was like all of ten minutes. Yeah, it's just four AA batteries. So I was wondering, I was in, I was interested. Is, that's not <laughs> that's a good sign. Four AA. That's it's not either going to blow up. Or I think <laughs> I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get an extension lead. And or, have to, can can we just do it next to a fucking? We could do it next to a power lab, but it's, yeah. if we can just if, wherever, if they can just find me with show me where the vacuum is, I can get the extension lead, and then we can. Oh, okay, I'll you know ask what I mean? her. Okay, uh, what we can do, guys, I'll we'll stop right talking, and we'll be right back, and we're gonna fix this, and we'll come back to you. Don't oh, go anywhere. Oh my- All right. Well, All right. So you wanted me to clap with you? No, mate. That's oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> that'll be that'll be cut out. They won't be in. Now you've told them about the claps, they're going to wonder about the claps. It's, tell them about the clap, dude. So the, Everyone has to learn about the clap at a certain So we've got, we got to sync up the uh, video and the audio. So what we do is we clap. And when I'm, when I'm doing this post-production in the, um, in the editing, there'll be some really sharp waves. 
Oh, that and way then, it's easier to so see. So I can yeah. I link up the audio from the video to the audio in, in those waves, mm-hmm. and then it gets the dubbing right. Otherwise, it's like an old like Japanese movie where like they talk <laughs> and then the words come out and it's shit out. That would be cooler. So guys, we um we we had power issues. I didn't know. I've never run this stuff on um battery before. So it's like four AA batteries. Yeah. And um. They they didn't last very long. Like I don't know. It was like ten minutes. Yeah, not were very they long, new so. batteries or something? Well, yeah, I think so. But look, no. they didn't come out of the packet. They were at home, so maybe the kids had them in oh, some. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. That makes sense. I've just put four new ones. Um, also, the the manager of the academy just came over and he said the kids' class starts at four. So at four okay. o'clock, this this place is going to get crazy. Yeah. So we, we'll, we'll just do a bit of a shorter one today. Yeah. I don't know where we got to before we got rudely interrupted by the uh, batteries. We're think, talking about four stringers. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, first string, fourth string. Yeah. yeah, we're the fourth string grapplers. And then, um, yeah, it started off as a podcast. We have, like, a loyal group of, like, just our moms who listen. So they listen yeah. to every episode. <laughs> no, but, like... It's a, it's cool because it's so local. So like the uh, shit you talk about, and your yeah. mom listens. <laughs> Does she? Really well, no, no, she doesn't really <laughs> okay. listen. That's but um, uh, it's like we're so local. We're uh, like in the New York like grappling scene that mm. like uh, all our friends who listen like know we're actually training out here. Like a lot of it was like I would try to listen to these podcasts, and man, like it's people who don't compete. People who have, like, I would say an outside view of competition jiu-jitsu. It's, like, the only other one that I followed and I was really into was uh, the Matt Byrne podcast. But that's new. The one with Mm. Keenan and Mm -hmm. Hinger. Um, So, I just saw... Well, we saw that there was a a big lack of that. There was a hole in the market. there was a hole in the market. Right, yeah. There's, like... Like, young fucking competitors who are, like, trying to make it right now and, like, are in the thick of it. Like, because this is, I would say New York is one of the hotbeds for jiu-jitsu Yeah, right we were now. talking about this the other yeah. night. I mean, 100% that is, yeah. So, so Especially for n- submission grappling. Yeah, for yeah. submission grappling in particular. Yeah. So, I think that, um, well, even, even Gi, because we got fucking unity over here. Yeah, true. So, I, yeah, yeah I no, just. That's, that's, that's true. I think, I think that, like. I think it has something to do with the area, like just the lifestyle we live in. New York is always go, and and the the winter is pretty harsh. So like, what I'm not gonna be dicking around outside. I'm gonna go from from my car to the gym mm. and do that every fucking day because what else is there to do? Like, sure, I I could like go party. Like, sure, like there's a crazy party scene out here in New York. You'll always find something to do in whatever subculture you want to yeah, get involved in. Yeah, there's we have every single subculture available mm. here. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just insane. Like, you go to Williamsburg, all the women have more armpit hair than you do. Nice. And so, like, it's just different cultures. We're all mushed up together. And I'm lucky enough to have, like, one of the greatest grappling subcultures alive and well over here. I wonder if it's because of just how many people are in this small area because there's a lot of people packed into this joint heaps of people heaps of people so um fabian prides himself he prides himself (laughs) on his australian accent and as far as americans are concerned it's actually not bad (laughs) americans suck at australian accent they can't well you suck at american accents buddy hey no don't hey buddy (laughs) the viewership is gonna go down (laughs) buddy uh forget about it yo forget about it yeah look American accent's obnoxious anyway. So, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. You 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 told my friend in the locker room. You're like, 
you're the most American person I've ever had. And then he's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? We tend... What about how um, everybody here thinks I'm Lachlan Joel? So they think that Australia has one black belt. And, and it's if, Lachlan. If they see a black belt here, it must be Lachlan Giles. Lachlan or Craig. But Craig is actually not... Like, Craig's if you're not wearing like, leopard print, yeah, they're not going to think People know I'm not Craig. Craig. He's taller than me. He's bigger than me. He's... um. <laughs> Better at jujitsu than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More so, hair. Yeah, he's More. just he's got he's got everything going for him. So they're like, this guy's not Craig Jones, but but Lachlan, could be Lachlan. Giles. Actually, you know what's crazy? It's the hair too. Because we got guys, the same yeah, haircut. Yeah, the raptor, we got like a receding fucking. hairline. Um, I would like to say that I'm I'm at least an inch taller than Lachlan Giles. Are you? At least, I'm a solid five eleven when I wake up. Oh, Make sure okay. you measure yourself. Like, if you're going to quote your height, it's always when you wake up. Why? Because during the day, your spine, the little fluid sacs between your vertebrae, actually compress. So at the end of the day, you're shorter than you were at the beginning of the day. Oh. So if you're going to measure your height for like your Tinder profile or something, uh-huh. or grind, or like I don't judge, but yeah. whatever it is, do it, take it in the morning. So <laughs> that's there you go. Like, that's like, is that does that explain morning wood too? That's the tip of the day. <laughs> I don't know. The tip of the day. That's what I call my morning wood. So I, I had an idea. I'm going to float it past, past you. I had an idea for the podcast, right? I thought uh-huh. it'd be cool if there was like something I did with each person that was like a game or something. And okay. you know how you, you remember that old saying, tap, tap, snap or nap? You oh remember? my God, dude. I've actually heard this okay. on another podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I thought, but I thought, oh, it's a bit cheesy. Yes. I haven't actually prepared one for you, but okay. like, I didn't even know if it would, um, would work and it might be a bit cheesy you know and then you just uh-huh. name it don't even have to be jiu-jitsu people it could okay. be anyone okay but i don't have three people for you but what, what do you think you've already heard on something else i've heard it on something else and i i like did it fail yeah kind of yeah. I, i'm kind of just about like the natural flow of conversation you usually on our podcast uh like it just gets a little ridiculous we start getting into like mm. uh an, again like jiu-jitsu against the animals that's a common theme okay on my um on my instagram a few months ago I uh, I posed this to the guys I was in the room with, and then mm-hmm. we couldn't. Ca- so I put it on my Instagram. Chimpanzee, right? Yeah. Chimpanzee. Uh-huh. You get to start on his back with a body triangle, sunk under his neck. Oh. Okay. Could you strangle him before he pulls your dick off? Um. You personally. I think so. Wow, with a with a fully sunk rear naked You're under, under the neck, dude. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen how big chimps are, but to be honest, like I have little legs, so I'm sure I could get my foot behind his like his thigh, and then he's gonna have a real fucking doozy to try to rip me off and like spin off. Especially if I got my hands locked. Mm. Yeah. So I think I could do it. So chimps, you know, chimps are about 160 pounds uh-huh. roughly, but like three times stronger than humans. Well, yeah, they're not. As, yeah, weight. people think they're. Like they're strong, but they're not very strong above their head. They actually can't even throw anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for him to reach his primary defensive hand back onto my and he won't even know to. Well, let's assume he's watched Danaher's DVDs. Okay, then he's a, he's I'm fucked. I still no, they're not strong above their shoulders. Is what I'm saying. So you think like he, so him, him reaching back? Yes, but he's probably gonna like claw your yeah, face. But have you tried this? Tell someone to try and claw your face. If you hide your head like yeah, in your that's biceps, what I was thinking. Honestly, look, I think he he goes out. And then I'm going to fuck him up once he's out. Like and just then, wrist lock him and break both of his ankles. Mm-hmm. Like, Where are you going now? You fucking like champ. Stand yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if we if we start like facing each other, like uh-huh. so, I mean like a seated guard. Oh, I'm He fucked. just bites me straight on the dick. I'm yeah, done. I'm fucked. No, are you kidding me? He rips it off and like. Yeah. Ah, like eats it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, they do could that. you heel hook him? Like they got these weird no, little no, kind of hand No, 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 no. There's no jujitsu you could do against him. He's too strong. He's, he's too, gonna bite. He's like a roided up like freak. He's like, like a crossfitter. Yeah, yeah. Who like his prime all of his muscles are in his jaw, so he'll just yeah. bite your dick off. Anyway, know? so that that's the animal one I That's a good one. Yeah. You should keep that you should keep that theme going in every okay. single one. Because you could actually see it because I feel like some people who will be like, Yeah, that's fucking easy. You're like, This guy got an ego on him. Mm. Like, you know, like me personally, like, you know, maybe I got a little ego on me, but I'm like, I don't know, man, if I have a fucking rear naked I'll feel good about really it. Liked it. Yeah, our egos are crazy because I bet the chimp would fuck us up. Look, I don't know. He I'm would like good. his little chimp hips and legs and stuff. I don't know. I mean, they're jacked, but I, I think I could put him out. I think as long as he's got carotids in the same spot that that, mm-hmm. that humans do. Um, I think maybe he could get like his fangs into my arm, and then I would want to let go. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to tuck. Maybe they don't have much of a chin. I haven't actually studied chimps enough to know, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But so, man, the training is, is so good here. Like, um, And also, <laughs> what I was going to say to you, you've improved massively since last time I was here. Like, oh, you're really? Ra- yeah, your already progression is coming along really well. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you were here? June, July. June, Wait, July. like two years ago or a year? No, like seven months ago. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, fuck. June, June, July last really? year, 2019. Dude, it's, yeah. I, I think I'm um, – well, I've always competed, but uh, – you know, it's like if these guys start hitting a stride, I hit a stride. And plus, I was in the ADCC camp. Mm. So anytime they're training for something fucking crazy, I'm right there. Throw. I'm right there with it. I'm doing 10-minute rounds. I'm fucking... We're doing, like, first first one to score wins and shit like that. Like, it's crazy. That That's, like, the epitome of fourth stringers. You got these people training for the best tournaments in the world and stuff, and they need bodies. So who's gonna be there? Like it's it all the champions. I'm the I'm You're the, the chim- chim- I'm the test champ yeah. or whatever. So mm. it's like I think that's so common, and I think that's why the brand resonates with a lot of people. It's because the like essentially jujitsu is like a team sport, but it's also not a team sport. Like it's so. Like, when you're out there, you're out there by yourself. Like, sure, you have a coach there. Like, maybe keep your mind on track and stuff. And But at the end of the day, it's all you. Like, once you're out on the mat, mm. like, it's you against the other person. It's a very interesting balance between an individual activity and a team yeah. activity because there's individual activities like, let's say, marathon running, right? Yeah. Really, there's no way you could drag that into a team thing. Like, you could prepare. I think, I don't know enough about it, but I, I assume you could probably prepare for a marathon by yourself. Yeah. You don't need a team to do that. Yeah. It might be nice to have other dudes around me. Like but, a coach or something. But, but like, yeah. You could probably prepare by yourself. Same as like tennis and you don't need a team, right? But jiu-jitsu, if you don't have a team and if your team's not at a high level, yeah. you're not going to get good. If they're not trying as hard, if they're not working as hard as you, that's the problem with... So one of my friends, he was saying that's the problem with his gym where it's like we only have class once a day. Tell Maybe it's too... Call gym out. I can't, I can't, I can't. But... It's not a you Hanzo know, gym. You know, like, they'll have, like, you know, a class where all the good guys only come in once a day. Mm. Like, all the higher belts, all the... So, like, they don't have, like... All right, over here, like, we'll have a... There's a fucking morning class you could take at Henzo's. There's an afternoon class. Yeah. There's a night class. There's always going to be a scattering of high-level guys. Yeah, yeah, so, like, you'll always find some good rounds or, like, people to experiment on because you need those blue belts to, like, work out your new techniques and stuff like that. So... You'll always find bodies. So that's where other places are lacking. We have so many people and we have so many bodies. And, and like, 
in a jujitsu class, you only get like four or five rounds, and some academies I've seen only do like three minutes. They don't mm. do positional. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like so. Like, when are you gonna have the time to experiment with all these new techniques that you're getting and and make them stick? Cause like, you can look at techniques all fucking day on YouTube or DVDs and stuff, but if you don't have other people to help you and like be there to to bounce ideas off or like actually live drill and stuff like that, like where you're you're not gonna get as far as you could if you had those dedicated people around you. And right. over here it's great. Like it's such a abundance. And there's not one correct formula. We talked about this the yeah, other day. There's you know, not. There's and same with mixed martial arts, right? Because you look at there's, there's a gym that's some random gym out in Ohio somewhere mm-hmm. and they'll have a world champion. Yeah. And you'll go, okay, so sometimes it just comes down to there was an athlete that was just going to be good. He was just going to be the man. Um, you don't see it quite as much in jiu-jitsu because I feel it doesn't rely on athleticism as much as mm-hmm. like MMA, there can be guys with certain um, characteristics that just, he, you know, he can take a shot yeah. and he's got natural power and he's mm-hmm. fit. He just, there was all these natural things and then someone showed him and stuff and he like knocked out a bunch of guys. There's, there's plenty of that happened. Mm-hmm. In jiu-jitsu, there's not many guys at the highest level. They're just kind of like getting by on just being kind of fast yeah. or insanely flexible or something yeah, like that. Like I you, think that's one, know, one that's more common. Yeah. But you still got to know what's up. Like yeah. you got to know. So you, so a good example, I think of that is like Dante Leon where mm. he um, he actually came to train with us for a bit, but like... He's a beast, that kid. He's yeah, I, I got to interview him, and uh, so he came from Canada and then moved to, like, Ohio with, like, his team out there. And he just has a group of guys that he works out with every fucking day, you know, like, where they, they all, like... He'll live with them sometimes and stuff, and, and it's like that grappler house. That grappler house is a real thing. That that happens in some of the biggest teams all across the world. Like, Marcelo had a grappler house where, like, Satava and a bunch of Brazilian guys all live together. Mm. Um, uh, what do you call it? Atos has one. That one's, like, probably the most famous one. Like, it had Hinger and everybody living in there. Lloyd Irving has one. We don't have one. I would love to if we fucking had one. But, like, it's common for, like... Mm the Gracie Association to bring people over from Brazil who are talented in jiu-jitsu and let them live in the gym and stuff like that. Mm. Like, that's what happened at Unity, too. So, like, yeah, like... Uh, it's got to be... It's, it all comes back to business and money, but, like, f- to, to run a fighter house, for instance, there's got to be... It's got to result in some money. Else, why is, unless you just got some crazy rich dude, you know. Well, I mean, I think there... So, you know the I mean? culture... There's got to be that return. Yeah, but the culture of jiu-jitsu is also, like... I do for me, you do for you, and, like, we're a family, right? Mm. So, like, I think Brazilian culture in jiu-jitsu influences them to, like, really lend a hand to their competitors and be like, yo, listen, I'll help you with this house, with your housing and stuff, but you got to teach at my academy. Yeah. So that's the payback, and Mm. I feel like, like, especially the Gracie Association does that for a lot of Brazilians, and they'll help them with their visas and stuff like that. Maybe you got to start passing yourself off as Brazilian, man. God, I... I, I'm pretty actually I can do I can do portuguesa like I can do that too because like it was, that's like the white belt thing to do you just imitate you've got a talent you've people. got a talent for for accents <laughs> just so everyone knows at I think I said it before but at four o'clock the kids are going to come in and we're going to oh, have yeah. to just wrap it. it I don't know I feel it's, like it's, it's almost four yeah like so once, as the kids once they, come, kick us, once they well, come in yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just yeah um and um, uh, and if we just die all of a sudden that means the battery's 
have gone again. So, uh, yeah. you know, so um, if I don't get a chance to wrap it up, thanks so much for our quick little podcast. Yeah. And we'll make sure that we do another one, but I'm going to come on the fourth stringers podcast. So oh, let's yeah, for sure. make sure you follow those guys. They're on iTunes, yeah. fourth stringers. Yeah. Four T H. Yeah. Not Fords. four, not F. It says it right on your fucking shirt. Yeah, right there. <laughs> there I'm sponsored. Um, they're, they're now an international clothing brand. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we got lucky where we started selling rash guards like locally in the gym and stuff, and everybody really liked the design. Now yeah. we have like people like uh, Aljo, like Aljamain Sterling, like some really big UFC guys like that are just friends of ours because mm. we train together. Like we have a crazy fucking mix at Sarah's where it's like ufc mma guys and the jujitsu heavy sport jujitsu guys cool. and we clash every fucking tuesday and thursday i mean tuesday and friday and it's like a movie dude like it like i love that like i got like bullied into playing guard like i i became a guard player you know because the mma guys for those that don't know the mma guys got a different jujitsu it's like yes very it's it, it's nearly what I call anti jujitsu. Not all of them, but a lot of them. It's like yes. I'm just going to make sure you can't do anything, mm -hmm. and I'm going to stay on top. And if you try and come up, I'm going to come up too. Yeah, it's like it's this different I thing. I love it. I Whereas love we kind of like just like if you come up, I'm just going to flop on my back. Yeah. Like and so playing guard. Care. Yeah, because I don't care. But but it's it, you need it so much. So what it it makes it forces you to develop a guard where it's like yeah. really in like heavy on coming up with good grips and wrestling them down as well. And like, and plus like as a training partner, I want to be a, a realistic situation to them. I don't want them to just have to fucking deal with me inverting all the time and shit. Like I want to be a good training partner for them. I want them to get something out of this. So I will rely heavily on like, um, on, uh, hip heists like from butterfly i never stay in butterfly with them i launch like three or four attacks and then i come up and then i try to wrestle fuck them down mm. and we're gonna have a wrestling match mid whatever because i know that's what they need that's what they need to work on and in those like uh mma situations the scrambles i feel like are where the submissions happen like i like you'll see somebody slap a triangle on real quick so like with me doing my style is very like quick so like I I'll slap these things on them and if their reactions aren't on point, like then they're you mm. know that that's what they need I feel like and see I'm an yeah. asshole see I just play like full submission grappling no, lay on my back dude, and invert on their legs and yeah you know they'll I'm get nothing they'll get nothing yeah, out of that yeah that's yeah. what I want I'm getting nothing in the it's same so way fun. that they just like won't play jujitsu with me and they'll just like smash you yeah. with fucking elbows but I in get your face. that I get that you know. <laughs> Like, yeah. dude, they get so fucking physical with me. Like, they will mush my face, elbow, and under, like, my oh, chin yeah. and shit like that. But the thing is, I'm young right now. I could take that, and I know that's what I'm there for. I'm trying to play my part for my gym. You're cannon fodder for those gentlemen. Uh, no. Is that a word you guys use? Cannon fodder. Fod fodder? 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 Yeah, fodder. Yeah, we don't say yeah. cannon. It's more colloquial. Oh, just fodder. Just fodder. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. that's fodder. Like, you know what? You know what's good? Like, we, we use fodder for, like, uh, like technique. On Instagram nowadays is all fodder. Oh, I gotcha, yeah. Technique yeah. on YouTube is all Man. fucking fodder. You I know love what kills it. me? There's 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 so many people with an Instagram page and and have like a legitimate amount of followers, like white mm -hmm. belts and dudes who don't really know any different, mm -hmm. and they're watching some guy and he's like showing some shit, and I'm like, that's absolute rubbish. And you'll see him doing it in class. I'm like, don't. I've sp spoken to my guys. I'm like, don't. I'm not trying to bully you into like only listening to me, but only follow the proper guys and the promise of the proper guys they're not filling their page with shit because they want to keep it all for themselves they don't want to just try and get some hits on instagram yeah so know? okay so this is okay so like this is why my upbringing in jujitsu i feel like was very important where 
I was taught at a uh, like the beginning of my jujitsu how to sift through real technique Bullshit. and like and like troubleshoot technique and then always like not be shy about bringing it to my higher belts who I trusted like Rao or mm. or like well at the time it was Krishna Krishna was really the one who taught me how to look at technique and then like question everything mm. so I think like it's fine for he was like basically like just understand that most of the shit online is bullshit and there are some gems online but you have to understand that since most of the shit is bullshit like you can't just be enamored with the technique because it looks cool or something yeah. like you bring it to your upper belts you try it out in class and maybe it's a technique that just works for you maybe it's something that works for you and it doesn't work for everybody like you just stumbled upon some like gold or some shit so yeah. he would he i think the most important thing is like instead of telling them like yo don't fucking go online and look you teach them how to troubleshoot these yeah. techniques and like be like yo th this is uh like okay the reason this technique is horrible is because of this and this and like you you learn how to see it like it, especially if somebody's not giving like real reactions and they're just i call you know what i call it it's called corpse jutsu wow Corpse Jutsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to mention uh, what schools are kind of known for Corpse Jutsu, but mm -hmm. some of them like to do long chains of techniques. Oh, and, my God. Um, you know, again, I'm not mentioning any names, but Corpse Jutsu is like the dude underneath is just literally like, yes. a, like a corpse flopping yes. around. And, and they do like 15 different things. And yeah. I'm like, man, I don't even know that that's even ever any benefit. And, you know, I've seen the best guys in the world, like Jason Rao and Gordon Reynolds, mm -hmm. I don't see them doing that. No. So, so I just you get yelled at for that. I get I get chewed out if like if I'm spacing out for a moment or like I'm just thinking oh, yeah. about like oh I had a hard round like they'll be like yo wake the fuck up like and I'll be like oh my bad like like yo like give me some knee pressure or yeah. something like that and because with jujitsu at a higher level starts to become about solving all these little problems. It's not mm -hmm. so much like oh how do I stop my guard getting past. Yes. It's like like if, a, if one of my color belts comes to me, he's like, how do I stop this guy passing my guard? I'm like, well, rubbish well, question. Well, well, what guard is it? What's yeah. he doing to you? And if they can't answer me, I'm like, go away. It comes back that's, to me with something. That's, that's yeah. it. So that's just like exactly that is how Krishna taught me to see. Like he's like, yo, this is a game of inches. So if you're going to come to me with a fucking problem, you have to tell me exactly what's going on and the, the minute yep. details of why you're getting beat. Hmm. And, and I think so in this day and age, we're in like the information age where everything, literally everything is on the internet. I feel like all the answers are on the internet. But the thing is, people aren't learning how to ask the right questions. You don't know how to formulate the right questions. So how are you going to find the right answer? Well, that's the that's why you need strong mentors who you can go to if you need to, to help in you anything, with that. In anything, yeah. And that's why people get caught up at these shitty schools where they don't have that. And they, they don't have it, and so they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm half my shit's from online, and the rest of it's from this dude who doesn't even know what's going on." Yeah. And the and this kind of brought me back to something we were talking about before. These poor bastards putting the same amount of time that we put into training, but they're putting it in the wrong place. And it's like if you're going to dedicate your time to, to jujitsu, want to put it in somewhere where you're going to become really good. Well, because it's the same of, amount of time, it's it, that like the culture, like you don't want to be a creanch. You don't want to fucking... That's half of it. And, and the other, you know what the other half is? We, we like talked about in the car the other night. They don't know what they don't know. So they don't yeah. even know. They don't even know. They just know that their coach can beat, beat them up. 
but that doesn't mean anything. Like any anyone who's done any re, any even like half decent blue belt should beat most people off the street, unless he's like completely small and completely fucking mm-hmm. rubbish. So like your your coach that's wearing that black belt might be at like a blue belt level, but he can beat you yeah. up, and then he never teaches you to really get better. So he can always beat you up, and and people get caught, and it kind of annoys me because I'm an academy owner, and I see people charging people money yeah. for things that I'm like, that's just you're just stealing from these. Yes. people. you're stealing their time. You're stealing like. You're stealing like literally time and dedication that they've come to you going, I trust you're going to, you're the jujitsu expert as such, you know? And, and that's so, why I keep saying you guys in New York are just it's, killing it. It's like, uh, so again, like this is the information age. All of that is getting out. Like Reddit has people like policing them. Like mm. jujitsu is so interesting because there's like a balance of like, okay, there's people who can really fake it. But also jujitsu is like, I feel like one of the few meritocracies in this world where if you say you're something, you have to prove it. Like it, this is the, quite honest. This is the most. Regard. Yeah. Like you, you can't really fake it like you can against people who don't know. Better. That's right. You can fake it. Yeah. If, if you keep it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, when there's a cult and, and the dude starts being like, look, no one's allowed to go outside anymore. And mm-hmm. you just got to listen to me. Now he's like isolated them. And they kind of yes. have that thing. So you notice with a lot of these places that are rubbish, they don't go and compete because if they compete, they no. get like, they're like, hey, coach, we lost every match today and like we were totally terrible. Everyone gets hurt. Yeah. Everyone loses. Yeah. And, the, and they think it's like a big deal to compete or mm. something like that. Like you need to normalize it and show them like this is really how you test your jujitsu. And it doesn't have to be so scary. I, I know a lot of my friends a lot, a lot that like just started jujitsu and they're competing. They make... They make competition out to be like the scariest thing yep. in the world, and and I can understand that mm-hmm. because the nerves. I don't feel like they ever really go flight, away. Yeah. Like you, it's something that you just have to be better at dealing with. So like for them to go through it in the beginning, dude. Like, it's like you need to normalize it and tell them like this is all a part of jujitsu. Like you want to get if you really want to get good at jujitsu and you don't want to just make this a hobby, you have to be comfortable with trying to compete and testing your your experiments in a real setting because at the end of the day this is just training mm. like you know like if like competition jiu-jitsu is a different muscle than well, training jiu-jitsu I, I, I say to the guys even the guys that don't want to make it a big thing it's like just testing yourself like that even just a white belt or blue belt or whatever just going out there and doing that none of them ever regret it they go to me afterwards yeah. oh i was so nervous but i feel like i made strides as a person here mm-hmm. I, I, there's something in mm-hmm. me that's kind of changed and i love seeing that's that in awesome. people and even if, if they never compete again i don't care mm-hmm. but if they've done it once and just experience what they can do for mm-hmm. themselves and that because here's here's what i think with a lot of adults right we kind of get to school and after school no, and you're a big person, you go out in your own thing and do get a job, whatever. No one really ever pushes you again that you do anything that you actually, if you don't want to do something, you just don't do it. If yeah. you don't want to eat your vegetables, you don't do it. You if don't you don't do exercise, it. you don't do it. Yeah. If you don't want to, but jujitsu, we're like, here's this thing where their body's screaming, saying, this is scary, this, don't do it. And we're like, no, no. And you make yourself do it. There's this big overcoming of something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the buzz people get. Yeah. And I think that's a cool thing. Like it's, it's yeah. it could just be some dude that, you know, is a businessman and he's just doing it part time. I still think like having a competition and, and doing that's going to be cool for them yeah. as well. It's it's something about like personal growth. Yeah. Like that's why I like, dude, like I started this shit at like what? I was 23. I just walked in. I didn't know what the fuck jujitsu was. And then what ended up happening was um, like one of Matt Sarah's black belts had a CrossFit gym. And uh, I remember he told me he's a black belt in jujitsu, but he also listed it with like other like martial arts or like, mm. he was like, 
listen, I'm a black belt. Like, it was mid-workout. He's like, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I fucking, I'm a third-level Reiki master. And then I was like, what, you're going to rearrange my chi? Like, that was my first interaction with jiu-jitsu. Like, I I thought it was just woo-woo, you know? And I used to think I was, like, a fucking tough guy. I was 23. I walked into Sarah's because we had just moved, like, close to there. And I needed something else to do. I'm in, like, a new neighborhood. I was never afraid to try new things. And I got choked out by a 14-year-old for two months straight. Like, he would just fuck me up. And I would be able to, like, pick him up and shit like that. But I would never be able to do anything. You should have quit. And and I didn't. I fucking, three months in, I started, I, I competed for the first time. Three months in, I got triangled and i got kimura'd and from then on triangles and kimura's were my fucking move yeah and like it changed me dude like it's it's insane like i've i've only competed in like video games like online this was oh really so that was your like you hadn't done other sports oh no i've never done a sport uh, huh. like if you throw a ball at what me, about, like, i'll jam all my fingers no no, no. yo i, I actually did i did soccer in fourth grade i was defense like i was defense i would just sit and like pull the grass and like i'd get excited for the tangerines after the game nice. and i was just making jokes on the sideline like i was never i was never athletic i was never but but i was very competitive in video games and and I was I was never artistic, but now I'm creative mm. because of jujitsu. So. I, I love that story because that's that's a that's a common thing where people find this and they go, I never would have thought like that. Like I'm never. not some dude who's you know, there's plenty of guys who aren't tough like fighter type dudes. I don't even class myself as that. But Me then neither, you're doing man. this thing where you could literally beat 99.9 percent of the population to death if you wanted to. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's and cool. and it's empowering and yeah. and like I I can't. I can't stress how much this has helped my personal life and like mm. just just making me a better person. So it's so character building. Martial arts, I, I didn't know what it was about until I immersed, like I, this is my life. I immerse myself completely and I don't regret a fucking goddamn thing. Like I, I, I can't, like I would have never met you. I would have never had the experiences that I had. Like, and I just feel like this does turn you into a better person and it helps you find like a different, something different in there dude like it's just so no, much i get it i get like, it. i totally get it it's man. crazy it's it gets yeah now uh, that's where if we just say martial arts but like there's plenty of martial art places that are just fucking with people like the the bullshit the bullshit pretend stuff like that yeah. drives me crazy that we kind of get lumped in as the, the same thing if yeah. like if you just talk to some soccer mom it's all just martial arts they're like oh you do like karate yeah like, and i'd say that and i just like like now when people fucking ask like oh like, cause they look at my ears and they're like, "Oh, so you do like MMA?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, yeah." Cause like <laughs> I'm I a mean, UFC fighter, basically. Yeah, yeah, and they and all my friends will DM me and they'll be like, "When are you going to the UFC?" And I'm like, "Bro, like, ah, hey, oh, one day." <laughs> like, I don't even like try to. Argue. I'm like, "Yeah, maybe one day," but like, you you do know that they're telling other people they're going. My buddy's a UFC champion. Yes, a hundred percent. And 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 they'll talk to someone one day who knows something. They'll be like, "Oh, who is he?" And they'll be like, "Oh, well, you know, yeah, he's yeah. gonna." It's hilarious when you come across that. You know what? I feel like we're on borrowed time here, and I don't want to. Um, I don't want to piss off the manager. So okay. I feel like um, we should. Maybe we, one second. I feel like we should wrap. Yeah. And um, then, but remember, I'm gonna because I'm gonna do the four stringers podcast. Yeah. So we're just gonna like flow straight onto that next wave. Um. Hold on. What do you want to talk about? I think I had like a closing thing to say. Um. Because we could sit here. I think we could sit here and talk for. Forever, we could take, we dude. Talk for yeah, yeah, easy, that yeah. was that was a lot of fun. We could um, talk for hours easy. What uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? I think uh, closing statement for this because you, you could just upload this shit. Like, 
right? Like you're just gonna yeah. So so post it I'm not training possible. tonight, so I'm gonna go back. Um, I'm gonna go back to my hotel room and I'm gonna um put it together. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, uh, a common thing I usually ask, uh, at the end of my podcast is, like, if I'm interviewing somebody, is like one, if you could go back in time and tell your white belt self like a piece of advice mm. like the most important piece of advice what would it be and then and and like yeah and do you want me to ask you that question i want to ask you that oh, you want to ask me you you've turned and then you, you've can, t- you you've can, turned it on you me. can ask me it too I you're kind of like are you going to yeah. try and take all the shit with you at the end you're like this yeah. is four stringers yeah, that's like scribbled in texture <laughs> that's a really good question uh let me think because the problem is you don't know what you don't know that's a such okay. a true statement uh-huh. For for a white belt, uh-huh. you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so you don't even you know it's so hard to even ask because you just don't even know the question to ask because you mm-hmm. don't know even what you're doing wrong. White belt, white belt Luke. So white belt Luke was eighteen. Whoa. So I'm thirty. I turned thirty five in March. And, I, and you're thinking, fuck, he looks good for thirty five. You're halfway done. No. If, I, if I didn't have, if I didn't have a, that's that is kind of halfway done. Yeah, yeah, Assuming yeah. I make it to seventy. If I didn't have a receding hairline. If I had a hat on, uh-huh. I think I look kind of. I don't, if I don't squint, because I got some squint slime. Yeah. Look, how old? Oh, I can't do it with it. Like Just me. move it down. Move, move the headphones. Yeah, but but I want to see it. I'm not up to date with your gang culture with your hats and stuff. <laughs> you, you look retarded. How dude. old? Take that fucking twenty five. <laughs> I'm thinking like twenty five. <laughs> now I'm gonna get syphilis or something. For oh, there's the beep. Wow, great time. Yeah, I did good, Tommy. Okay. Uh, what yeah, would I ask? What would I ask? Yeah, what, yeah. What, what would I tell White Belt? What would you What would you tell White Belt Luke? I would just tell him to don't give up because okay. that's the problem. You You don't know like who would have thought if White White Belt Luke would never have thought that I was feeding my family with this fifteen years later. Wow! Like that's crazy. Yeah. I would never ever ever have thought it because I yeah. never wanted to run it. This was never the end game. It just kind of happened, and, and now awesome. like I couldn't be happier. Like it's I couldn't be happier. So, so I would that, say that don't, don't give, up. give up. I know that sounds super super cheesy, no, but everyone it's, gives. It's so amazing. many people give up. So so the common answer to this is knowing when you're injured and knowing when you're hurt. Mm. You look. I'm, like, I'm not saying like that's wrong, but if I had one thing to tell White Belt Luke, yeah. or you know the other thing I'd tell him, the lotto numbers. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> win the lotto, and then I wouldn't have to do any of this shit. <laughs> All right, let's close out with All that. Right. All right, thanks, thanks for man. having you're me. You're a good man. man. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, no doubt, man. You're a legend.